Hey, welcome back, everybody. Just talking. I hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend so far. I wasn't planning on coming on uh, today, but uh, there was nothing else to do. And I really genuinely enjoy hearing my own voice. I'm just kidding. So in any case, as I was going through a lot of what is going on here in California in terms of the cannabis industry, there's a uh, there's this looming collapse, this issue of what are they going to do about uh, the struggling dispensaries? Um, there is a video I'm going to share with you guys as well uh, a little bit later. But what did what did everybody think? I, it's kind of crazy to me that we're at this point of history and cannabis is about to be opened up for everyone to use. And it's going to be treated like alcohol, right? That's the whole idea. And yet, I feel like the the idea or the purpose behind it is that it's like supposed to solve um, some serious issues with deficits that this country has, that it's been running. And I, I feel like if that is the hope of politicians wanting to legislate some kind of decriminalization, Um, they're going to be sorely mistaken. I mean, it's fucking sad that we're at this point and we can expect some kind of legalization. And yet um, we are witnessing a difficult time in an industry that was supposed to be booming. It was supposed to be uh, really, really lucrative and was supposed to draw in a lot of revenue. Now, there are states, I think Massachusetts recently came out uh, their first day of either medical or recreational sales exceeded uh, alcohol revenues in terms of taxation. I mean, that's good in the short term. Is this sustainable? Is this what they can expect? You know, it's been, it's been said that this industry is going to be about $25 billion annually. I mean, could be more. That's maybe an underestimate, it could be a lot more. But the question becomes, are we, are we leaning on this a little too much? You know, I've, over the years, I've learned that if you allow something to grow um, naturally, if you, if you aren't putting a lot of strain on it, then it can develop and it can grow stronger over time. But if there's going to be so much emphasis on the taxation of cannabis and um, the greed uh, and expectations exceed reality, then a collapse of whatever magnitude that we're going to see here in California in this industry is going to trickle down to every state that is uh, attempting to follow in similar footsteps. Like, give it room to breathe. Why is it even on the brink of collapse? Well, we've talked about it so many times. It's as simple as overtaxation. The local state governments are too greedy. They want too much money. Um, It's obvious that it's not working. You would think the, the simple answer is fixing the tax system that's broken surrounding cannabis. That's at least one immediate and simple uh, thing they can do that would perhaps kind of change the tide. You may have also heard that the black market is substantially larger than the legal markets. 
the idea that recreationalizing cannabis would drive out illegal markets, in theory, it might sound good. It might sound like this is the thing to do. But in practice, when you have high levels of taxes, turns out it doesn't work. It's kind of like an equation or like a puzzle. You want the right pieces to make sure it fits and it works. In this case, we don't have the right pieces. I don't know what else to say. It's really discouraging. It's really upsetting to see what is going on. But I feel like uh, the question becomes, what, what do we expect? As a society, what do we expect from the use of cannabis? You know, what do you, what do you use cannabis for? Of course, I'm going to ask you, leave them down below. What do you expect out of cannabis as, a, uh, as somebody who uses it? And uh, as a consumer, where do you see this going in five years, in 10 years? Is it good? Is it bad? What is it really going to look like? Along the way, as we try to answer these questions, it is very likely that we will see substantial uh, revisions to how these laws have been written and maybe find some balance, something that works a little bit better for everybody. Um, right now, it is still the infancy. This is why I say like, you, you wanna let this thing grow and uh, become a, something we can rely on for good revenues, tax revenues. But if you're, gonna, if you're really gonna ride it hard, and not give it the opportunity to blossom uh, in an organic fashion, it's, you know, what can you really expect from it? So from my point of view, as I look at the industry, since I've been watching it for over a decade, I can clearly see that um, what I can logically expect in the next five years is just more reform. Um, Yes, we'll have more access, but I think through the legislative process and creating frameworks for cannabis, um, there's a high likelihood that it's going to get weaker. So the quality is going to go down. The THC levels are probably going to come down too. And you, you'll at first wonder why this could be the case. But if you think about it, if at some point, legislation comes out and the purpose of it is saying like, you know what, the THC levels are too high, it's unsafe, it's, it's not in the public's interest to have it this strong. If you're from California and you like edibles, you may remember a time when you can get 500 milligram edibles, brownies. Well, a law was passed at some point saying, well, you're not allowed to have that. That's too strong. And they broke them up into 250s. That's the max, 250 milligrams per brownie. Well, from that alone, we saw increased prices. So the cost of one 250 brownie um, and, and the single cost of that went up by like 20% compared to what you would have paid for something that was 500 milligrams. So you were paying 20% more per piece. And if you got used to using 500 milligrams, you needed to buy two bars. So the amount of profit or taxation that's extracted from that purchase increased 
because of such an act. I believe something similar will happen with cannabis, uh, whether it's flour or concentrates or just as a whole, they'll decide too strong. Uh, it's not safe to have it this strong. We need to lower it and have some kind of industry standard where it can't exceed a certain strength. Something to look back on or reflect on is alcohol. Alcohol is also regulated in a similar fashion. You can't find it stronger than a very specific percentage. Like that's as high as it goes. Anything higher is illegal. I believe something will happen very similar uh, that happened to alcohol will happen to the cannabis industry as well, which will inevitably uh, shape how a lot of people consume. This may or may not work well because people will still, they may still turn to the black market. If the black market has better weed and a stronger weed and it's a better price, uh, there's a likelihood that it won't disappear. Even if taxation is lowered in some manner, just something a little more reasonable um, as, it, you know, as it should be. I really miss the medical era. It was truly a beautiful time. But just like my last video that uh, I noticed no one watched, I would urge you to go check it out because it's uh, rather interesting. A, the question of politicians, whether they're serving presently or um, used to serve and no longer do, if you look closely, these people are involved. They're investors. There are some of these guys who have blocked cannabis reform or acceptance or some kind of legislation for decades while they were in office are now sitting on massive amounts of uh, like cannabis related company shares. It's crazy. It's there's this conflict of interest. And then you would imagine that, yes, as a result, you're going to see legislation that also has uh, varying degrees of conflict of interest because of where it's coming from, where that influence is exerted from and onto whom. What, what is that legalization going to look like? Who stands to benefit the most? It's going to be those individuals who got in early. Crazy, crazy to think that. And so this is kind of my outlook of what cannabis might look like down the road. Um, you know, I'm hopeful, but I'm also skeptical. I, you know, I can't have too much faith in those who uh, do not have my interests in mind or your interests in mind. So I have to be skeptical. And I urge you to be in a very similar mindset. Do research, read, dig around, find and learn as much as you can and try to educate others as well. If your state is up for legalization, read the bill before you sign it especially if you have something medical in place, because going the recreational route is inevitably going to open up the door to those who are within your state that may already be serving or once served. And they're the ones who are going to snatch those opportunities. I don't know. It's just a thought, but that's what we're seeing. That's what has happened. So it's not too far off to think that it, uh, it'll happen again uh, in other states that are following a very similar pattern. So let's see what this video is about.
California dispensary owner Jared Kylo has been in the cannabis industry for 18 years, but since weed was legalized here through Prop 64 in 2016, he has seen some dramatic changes to the industry, and he says it's becoming unsustainable. Unfortunately, California is the poster child for what not to do now. Kylo says steep taxes and regulations are driving up costs and decimating legal farmers and cannabis retailers. So in the last year, how much have you made in sales and how much have you turned in profit? In 2020, we did $11.4 million in retail sales. Um, Before federal taxes, I made $136,000 in profit. After federal taxes, I lost $80,000 as a business. How much is a pound of marijuana taxed from the grow all the way to your store? Um, Right now, 50% of the price you see on our shelf is taxes. At the same time, he says competition from illicit sales is chipping away at their clientele, offering cheaper deals. What are you seeing among your customer base? That 45 and older demographic has been where all the growth in this legal industry has been. And lately, in the last probably six to nine months, that demographic is disappearing. And experts say some legal businesses often have to sell illegally just to fund the legal side of their operations. Well, there you have it. That's what's going on. You know, sad because it's it's supposed to be an addition to our already uh, large economy. But to hear that these guys are suffering and aren't able to stay afloat is a, a great example of how much bureaucracy ruins good things like new businesses that are up and coming. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a victim of these things myself. I deal with red tape and bureaucracy and government regulation. You may, you're, you may be familiar with the PACT Act that has screwed all of us who are in participation of this industry in one form or another. So uh, it's, you know, as they say, um, the road is paved with good intentions. So they do these things, they regulate based on what they feel is out of public concern or public interest. But oftentimes, uh, though it has some positives, it has a lot more negatives. It's, uh, it, it hurts us all. So I've experienced it, seeing that the cannabis industry is going through it too. You know, those that survive through this are ultimately going to become leaders of industry many will get crushed the ones who survive i'm curious about those will those be owned or partly owned by um currently serving or used to serve politicians in office would be very interesting to see such a thing if those are the ones that end up surviving i wonder why why would they have such an ability to survive uh could it be because of that influence So I don't know. Now, of course, I do have to shout out grassdoor.com. You live in Southern California. Do you want weed delivered within 45 minutes or less with a wide selection of cannabis products, concentrates, cartridges, edibles, flowers, daily deals, everything? Well, now you can turn to grassdoor.com, save 40% off your purchase of $30 or more if you use the coupon code ARC. A-R-K. Just use that at checkout the first time and you'll save 40% off. 
grassdoor.com. What do you guys think? So I'm going to call it a night. I appreciate you guys. I'll catch you guys on the next one.